0: hi guys welcome back to another episode of not so fast welcome to my fourth episode uh this is the first episode i'm releasing after the initial release of the entire podcast with the first three episodes So if you have already listened to those, thank you so much. Uh, And if you're new here and you don't already know, my name is Mia, I'm a teenager, and I love to talk about really anything and discuss my perspective on these topics and how they impact me. And one of the things that I feel like is ever present for any teenager and really any student in school is standardized testing. Specifically for high school students, it's College Board and the SAT and AP tests. And that is exactly what I'm gonna be talking about today. So, if you are unfamiliar with what the College Board is, um, college Board is an American nonprofit company that was formed in December of eighteen ninety nine. So that's pretty old, right? And it was initially known as the College Entrance Exam Board because they were known for administering the most popular college entrance exam in the U. S., which is known as the SAT. Aside from the SAT, they also administer what we call the PSAT or the Preliminary SAT or the National Merit Scholar Qualifying Test. I know, super long name, but they're all the same thing. That is a once a year sort of more brief version of the SAT that is administered to high school juniors to qualify for a scholarship uh, their senior year, which actually is really beneficial if you score high enough because there are public universities that award full ride scholarships. And then aside from testing, they have what's called the advanced placement or AP program which takes college level classes and college level coursework and turns them into high school classes that can be taken within a year and at the end of each year uh, students who took that class can take an exam and if they score high enough they can test out of college credits. So most of those classes, most of the AP program is known for being pretty rigorous especially if you take multiple each year which is why it's extremely popular for students who are looking to get into really competitive colleges and competitive universities after high school College Board also does more than just administer these tests. Uh, they also award scholarships and I know that they have some scholarship finding services and financial aid for low-income families, stuff like that. But one thing that really throws students off, um, if you listened carefully when I was telling you what College Board was, is that they claim to be a non-profit and every single test that I just told you about, the SAT and the AP test, they all cost money. So that's what I'm gonna get into next. So at most schools, the price to sign up for an AP class is probably free um, just to sit in the classroom and listen to the teacher. But the price to take the test at the end for the school to provide you with a test booklet and everything and have a proctor in the classroom costs $94. So. For every single AP test that you take, imagine taking like four or five, that can really add up. And then to take the SAT, which is essentially required because pretty much every four year university is gonna require some sort of SAT or ACT score depending on what you take. And the ACT is another standardized test in America, um, but the SAT is more popular to take the SAT it can cost anywhere from 50 to 65 dollars depending on if you add on writing which is not required for most public universities but for the more elite colleges most of them will require that and you're probably thinking there's no way College Board is not profiting off of 94 dollar tests from millions of students every single year and if you were thinking that you're exactly correct because in 2018, College Board made $94 million in profit. Um, and here's where it really gets crazy, though. College Board actually holds over $1.15 billion in in investments in cash so in 2018 that same year they actually made over 38.7 million dollars of that money in investments which is crazy and it's really clear to me that they're obviously profiting off of this system in some way more than the average nonprofit would So to dive into the SAT and to analyze this test in particular a little bit more, um, if you don't know, the SAT I feel like has been a center of controversy for a really long time now, just standardized testing in general. But the issue with college entrance exams like the SAT and the ACT is that they are unfortunately biased and they favor people of higher income brackets with more resources available to them. So if you didn't already know this, uh, the SAT actually used to stand for Scholastic Aptitude Test. But the issue with that is that the definition of aptitude is your natural ability to do something. So if you can study for a test and prepare for it, then that's not your natural ability. It's more just testing how well you can prepare for something, right? And that's exactly why they don't allow you to study for an IQ test, because that's not truly measuring your intelligence in your natural ability. So College Board eventually realized and in 1990 the name of the test was actually changed from scholastic aptitude test to just the SAT so now when you just say the SAT it really doesn't actually hold any meaning like it used to and even then after changing the name multiple times they changed it Uh, to like scholastic assessment tests before coming to just SAT Um, but even then there have still been multiple issues of this recurring with the argument of bias so in late 2019 which is really recent by the way the University of California schools were actually sued over their use of the SAT and ACT scores during their admission process Um, and the plaintiff was a group of minority students so like black and hispanics that argued that this test discriminated against underprivileged and low-income students who didn't have access to as many resources to prepare for such a test. They essentially argued that the UC schools overemphasize SAT and ACT scores a little bit too much in the admissions process and basically are saying that they should still be allowed to attend the school even with low scores and that the only reason they have low scores is because lack of resources. Um, And when looking into this, there was actually a study done by UC Berkeley that shows that there is a strong correlation with your high school grades and likelihood of graduating but there was a fairly weak correlation between ACT scores and likelihood of graduating so those with higher ACT scores were not necessarily more likely to graduate and another study done also said that your SAT score does not predict your freshman year grades in college so these are just two examples of why maybe the test is not necessarily that beneficial or not very indicative of a student's performance in college So that's why the need for standardized testing has been pretty controversial over time and a lot of people could also say like well you do need some sort of universal indicator of one's readiness for college and the only way to do that is a standardized test hence why so many four-year universities and colleges still require this test for admissions and this test score is also used commonly for awarding scholarships and giving financial aid so there are many upsides to keeping this test in place. However, the idea of going test optional for admissions in universities has actually been a pretty widely discussed topic. Uh, One of the first elite schools to do this was the University of Chicago. I'm not really sure what year that they did this. However, they've been test optional for a lot longer than other schools have. I know, I think NYU is also test optional. Maybe I could be I could be wrong on that one, but. Um, Yeah, University of Chicago is a pretty competitive school, so for them to be test optional is pretty major, but one of the big things now with COVID-19 in place and a lot of testing dates getting canceled is that most universities at this point are test optional for the 2021 admissions cycle, so all the Ivy Leagues right now are test optional. uh, It's like Stanford and all the like big name universities, which is huge because I feel like the SAT score and standardized testing in general has always been a hallmark of college admissions so the fact that they're taking it away this year or at least making it optional is really i feel like throwing in the question of how worthy is a test score you know a standardized test score that is biased and how much do we really need it to determine who can study at these elite schools so to think that one test score can determine a lot about your future and now we're taking that away really just puts in the question of like your self-worth and self-value when it comes to the college process because I feel like we've always wondered for a long time what are they valuing the most and I know most universities will say that they are using the holistic admissions process where they look at the person as a whole Um, but what are they going to look at now that they don't have to emphasize the test score which I feel like was always a pretty big part of the college admissions process and I think The question of self-worth in this process is always something really big and the entire of the college admissions process sort of puts that into perspective. So, for example, when it comes to Harvard University, uh, we all know they were sued a couple years ago for discriminating against Asians in the admissions process for not being diverse enough and therefore more likely to get rejected. Um, And maybe that's just because Harvard values diversity, you know? Harvard values racial diversity, which unfortunately is something that is out of every single person's control. You can't control your own ethnic background, you know? So is it that universities value something like that? Or is it that, you know, the University of California schools, is it that they value your test score? And overall, as a person, when you think about your self-worth, it's really difficult because we don't have an exact definition or an exact measurement of your worthiness and I was actually watching an interview with actress Sarah Paulson uh being interviewed on the off-camera show on YouTube um it's a really great interview I'll have it linked in my show notes on my website but uh She essentially talks about how dangerous it is to confuse your self-worth with your ability to get a job or, in this case, for younger people, get into college. But she essentially says that America is not a meritocracy, which when I first heard that I kind of paused the video and had to think for a little bit and that is so true because especially in really competitive job markets or in this case really prestigious universities sometimes your chances of getting in just comes down to being a good fit which you can never really know what that'll mean and if you can never really know if you will be until you get your results sometimes this means that the person who does get the job was actually less qualified than you but they happen to be a better fit and unfortunately that isn't something that we're always going to know why or have answers too but that's the same thing with this whole college admissions discussion and the use of a test score where people with lower test scores actually sometimes get into these better schools because they have something else that people with higher test scores don't have to offer which is why sometimes it's not surprising that their test score didn't weigh them down that much and unfortunately that's just how it works in some systems of course it's going to be different for every single university which is why so many people just say to shoot your shot and you never know really but uh unfortunately that's kind of how it looks in the real world where you really never know and sometimes it comes down to things that are out of your control and sometimes the only reason someone gets a job over you is something as little as their looks, which unfortunately do play a part or something about the way that they just fit into that place a little bit better than you maybe did. So the idea of self-worth is something that I think every single person struggles with every day and something that we all question um, at some point. But yeah, that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. So thank you so much for listening if you made it to the end. I hope that this really got you thinking about how we value people in today's modern society, especially in this country. But yeah, thank you guys so much again for listening. If you haven't already, go check out my previous three episodes. They're available probably where you're listening right now and if you want to check out the show notes and the references to this episode just go ahead and check out my website which will be linked in the description of this episode and if you want to follow me on instagram as well i'm at not so on instagram and if you guys have any thoughts or anything that you guys want me to know please leave them either on my instagram or on my website you can just send them through email or leave a review especially if you're on apple Podcasts. i think that's where you can leave reviews thank you guys so much for listening and i will see you guys in my next episode